How is everybody doing today? Pretty good. How about you? I'm not doing... Oh my god, we're on the same team. We're both wearing red. We are both. Wow, we're both wearing red polos. We're going golfing. Everybody have a good night. Are we'll we, see, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... Uh, no, it was just... No, no don't, don't leave everybody. It was just a I joke. Oh, oh. Are you sure? Because... My whole serious. screen went black. That's not good. There we go. I don't know if it... Rufus, you're still here. Okay. You're still here to me. Okay. Whew. I think we're all good, too. Nothing froze. Okay. We're all cool. good. Yeah, I didn't try to open a 40 meg image. We should be okay. But I did lose, like, all of my chat windows for some reason. So, welcome <laughs> to the 11th episode <laughs> of the Dungeons and Apparently Failures podcast. Hey, hey. There are no failures here. Only happy accidents. <laughs> I wish. You can catch us <laughs> every <laughs> Monday. <laughs> oh, I keep telling myself that, Cal. I keep telling myself. And then I look in the mirror and it all comes rushing back. One, one. Rufus is going to be okay. One TikTok at a time. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll, feel, you'll feel better when we play Stardew Valley on Wednesday. This is true. It's a very calm, relaxing game. You can find us live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Atlantic time with all of your favorite juicy podcasty goodness coming to you on those all their other, other, that's a word, other platforms. All the other. All other platforms on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's, a, what's been a big problem in my life recently? Headphones? Yeah, headphones. Uh, my, my headset's <laughs> broken, so I'm on... I, I will say really good earbuds, but earbuds nonetheless. No, people stop me on the street and they're like, hey, are you from that one podcast? If only there was a way that I could watch the really funny parts in like minute long clips. And I'm like, hey, you should check out our TikTok. Guess what there is. You should we check out our thing. TikTok. Where all the funny, sp- I, I, I don't do too many serious clips on that, but sometimes. I don't think we have serious clips unless it's like you going off on a rant. <laughs> That's the I, only serious clips we have I, on TikTok. I have never gone on a rant. Ever. What are you talking about? I don't even know. So what, many times. I don't even know what a rant is. Rufus, oatmeal grazing cookies. I mean, there was one time on a different channel in a different context <laughs> that I had an opinion That's on something. Good. That was, that was a, a multi-person <laughs> rant. Which you can see more Sorry of on Thursday. There, there will be more on it's Thursday. It's true. There will be more on Thursday. As long as everyone's feeling okay. People are getting sick. I don't know about you, around you, but I feel like people around me have been getting sick lately. Like, yeah. It hasn't been too bad here around. yet. But, I mean, it's almost that time of year when people normally get colds and flus. It's flu season, so, folks. So hopefully it's just that and nothing worse. Um, I wouldn't really yeah, wish I the mean, flu or the cold on anybody. Everyone I know that's gotten sick it just hasn't even really been full-fledged flu. Just, you know, that whole, like... Yeah. You're getting into the, the colder months, finally, and you're getting at the end of summer, so you're all getting... Everyone's getting a little bit sick, which is fine. Like, it happens. As long as you don't die. I would never yeah. wish the cold or the flu on somebody, but this year, yeah, I hope it's the cold or the flu. I don't I don't want it right, to be anything else. Works. Yeah. I'd rather it be yeah. the better of the options. What are we going to talk about today, Cal? I've I've gotten us um, so far of a department. Virus? Yeah, cold and flu we're virus. Go, uh, we, we've become doctors today. I've, no, uh, <laughs> we are going to be talking about Gamescom as part of our show. 
Yeah, we um, are. We're doctorates we're in game games, news. Games were announced that everyone pretty much already knew, but there were a couple cool <laughs> things that maybe we didn't know. Um, but there were trailers uh, and games, and welcome to Gamescom. It was cool. I mean, it was fun to see the trailers. A little more in-depth dive into a couple things like Elden Ring. So, yeah, no, it was, it was kind of cool. Uh, we're also going to talk about, quickly go over uh, PogChamps 4, which is a chess tournament. It's a thing. Chess tournament. Raising money. Rufus knows more about this than I do. It, it's true. By a lot. It, um, I, I, I'm going to impromptu add something. It's going to be a rant, those things that I don't do. I want to talk about Eternal for a little bit after that and talk about how I hate the idea. Oh, Eternal.gg. Yeah, I want to talk about that for a little bit because it kind of snuck up on me and I actually only so found out about too. it. You came into my yeah. chat today and we're like, do you know what makes me... Do you want to feel bad? Yeah, I was like, do you, do you want to feel really gross? So I'll rant about that around Pog Champs because that's how I found out about it. It's a, it was through Pog okay. Champs. So that's that's interesting. Um, but yeah, and then for the D and D portion of the podcast, because I was it, we will always do this downloads that, or yeah, downloads and dungeons because if not, I'll strike. <laughs> um, magic items and how not to use them like I did in my first campaign. <laughs> <laughs> or me i got a pretty good story about that too yeah it's there there how to use them properly how the book tells you to use them which actually is kind of like the book guidelines is not that bad for that how to use them responsibly let's go with that yes <laughs> and why you should give all of your players decks of many things <laughs> i thought you were just gonna say decks and i was just like yeah give them decks <laughs> make them fast just Give them, you know, that's why I always have a deck of cards at my desk, because you never know. <laughs> you never know when someone's <laughs> going to need a haunted cloak. <laughs> oh, no, these are playing cards, because it's a deck of many things. Uh, I've always wanted to buy, like, a set of tarot cards to run Strahd. Just for decks of anything, or just for Strahd, so you're actually going to run it. If yeah. you were, if I ever ran Strahd in person, I would actually buy a deck of tarot cards. Just to They run actually have, like, wizards put out. Um, a tarot deck specifically for Curse I, of Strahd. I would honestly, if I ever were to run Strahd in person, I would go out and buy a tarot deck. I, like, no joke. Just so that in the first session or the second session when they get their whole reading, I would be like, I wouldn't, you know, get up in full, uh, what's her face, Madam Eva garb, but I would at least <laughs> use the tarot cards. <laughs> yeah, they made a Taraka yeah, deck. Um, they want, It's only 10 bucks. Yeah. You could get like the actual Curse of Strahd one I for 10 bucks. That's what I, I would, would do, do too. Or wait, that's if for. If I ever played in person again. Yeah, I, w I would do that. Yeah. So I guess let, let's. Anyway. Uh, yeah, let's move on. News. So Gamescom Games. was a thing. I, I didn't even. It was. I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't really know about it till it was over, or like halfway over. There was just someone in one of sure. the discords I'm in, and they were just like, "I'm only going to be saying things that are announcements from now on." And some of the times it was a it was a little vague. It looked like it could have been as never. announcements are. Yeah, but uh, yeah. It's, have you ever heard of Gamescom? Yeah, no. I I used to watch Gamescom loosely every year. It wasn't as big as E3 for me, but there's a part of me that's always wanted to go to Gamescom. This is one that I had like never heard of. Like I feel like it's I a always big one. I feel like I've always seen the aftermath, but like it, I just figured that it was like a games convention. I didn't realize it was called Gamescom. I yeah, just... no, it's a legit thing. It's happened for many years, actually. I mean, good on them. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they do it. 
but they should really Are put more money. Like you don't care either. <laughs> they should put more money into advertising. That's all I'm gonna say. You just put game in the sure. title, and you expect people to jump on that's board. That's all you need is game. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna go rename the. Actually, our the game. first name in here is actually gaming news, so I guess we're okay. Yeah, that's, we we win. We actually just won the internet. Holy shit! But yet somehow, right? I know. Somehow we're still not. I shouldn't say still not. Because we kind of made a loose decision not to do it anyway. But, but somehow we're not affiliate yet. So get on that Twitch. We made a loose decision. Yeah. Still hasn't happened yet, though. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had the opportunity, but we were like, maybe we shouldn't take affiliate. Because I don't know how that would work. I mean, it, w- it would work, but it would be it would be interesting. Yeah. It's, there's a whole thing with you can only put up Twitch content until the next day. So we'd have to stagger our release. We also couldn't stream to all three platforms, which is what we do would be streaming to Gleamish right now, but they made such a pain in the butt to stream to hashtag. I got nothing, actually. There's no hashtag there. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag nothing. Hashtag Take nothing. Okay. Anyway, Back so to we're not going to do this in any yeah. particular order. Um, it's just going to be, I, I made a list of things that I know about, at least vaguely, because mm-hmm. that's Gamescom. They announce things and you know vague amounts of details about them. Because games and trailers. Um, but we're just going to start off strong. Saints Row. Did you ever play Saints Row, Rufus? I've played some of Saints Row the third. I, I, I started playing four, and then I was like, I should go play three. And then I got stuck on a mission, and then, well, that's I, then I played other games instead. I feel like I would have had a lot more fun. Four. You didn't need to play three. I three was really fun because it, it was probably the strongest one out of all four of them, in my opinion. Yeah. Four was good, but... There were superpowers, which was fun, but it, it almost part of the fun thing in Saints Row is playing with someone else and then driving down the street in the same car as them. And if you're the passenger, you just start shooting people randomly and making yeah. their life harder to get from point A to point B. You can't do that if you're both just flying around the map. Or if you're playing single player. <laughs> I used to just deck out the biggest truck I could find with <laughs> like tire poppers on either and yeah. just kind of go down the street. Like that's getting to point A to point B was part of the fun of Saints Row. It, what I played was really fun and I really liked it, but oh, it's I, hilarious. I'm not huge on just playing games alone. If I'm not streaming it so I can at least interact with the audience, I want to be playing with someone else. Um, so like I'm, I'm like most of the games I'll stream, but like I'm, I'm currently like I played Scarlet Nexus off stream and I played my anime games. I play off stream. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought Code Vein, which is another style starting another anime style game it's been a lot of fun but i don't yeah. think i'm ever going to stream it oh what a loser you won't I know st- right you won't stream anime games I, mean, I streamed one little bit of scarlet nexus but i also was in the middle of the game and it probably made no sense to anyone that was watching oh yeah no no not at all except that um, one dude who's already played it right he was like oh my god this game is amazing said, yeah, no, it's <laughs> a fantastic game highly recommend scarlet nexus if you're into any form of anime but Saints Row also, I mean, it's funny because it almost got into the anime realm with Saints Row 4. It was hilarious. Yeah. Great game. Saints Row Reboot. They're rebooting rebooting the entire thing. Um, they're, they're still going to have some, like, funny stuff, but it's supposed to be a little more serious, a little more grounded. Because, I mean, the space, the alien thing, the simulation, the superpowers probably went a little bit too far. So they're pulling it back a little yeah. bit, which I respect. I'm, I'm really interested to see how it is. And I really hope they keep the same sense of, like, over-the-top humor. Yeah. But with a little bit pulled back so that it feels more like three than four. Um, 
This release date, February 25th, 2022. And that one kind of came so, out of nowhere because that's not very yeah, far right? away. That's not far away. It's next year. It's, it's, you know, close to my birthday too. Ooh. I'm excited. And then yeah. Far Cry 6. So we're going, yeah. So that was just, a, I, I saw that they released a new trailer for it. Far Cry 6 is still coming along. I didn't actually look at the release date for it. I think it's still supposed to be coming out this year, which I don't believe is going to actually happen. I feel like that game has just kind of been like, we haven't really seen anything about it. And it's like, it's still a thing. 7th of October. It's still a thing. It's coming out October 7th. That's right around the corner. I feel so like, like I'm not feeling good. I liked Far Cry 5 because it was ridiculous, and you got yeah. to play with a diabetic bear named Cheeseburger, and that just made <laughs> my day. Um, I also played it with a friend the entire time, so it it made it even better. It was yeah. one of those games where I didn't care. Like A lot of people knocked it because the story was just kind of weird. and like It was a Far Cry story, but it was almost at that point what you would expect from a Far Cry story. I didn't care. I just walked around and did objectives. I like, feel I feel uh, like they're just kind of like leaning on the I, fact I'm that people like Cry. one through five. I I like I said I well yeah no I liked five um I liked four two three I think went a little bit was repetitive as could be um <laughs> but Far Cry six I'm excited for when it comes out I'll probably play it with someone that I normally play with one of the people I play video games with I'll probably go through that and play that co op it'll be fun. I can't see it being not fun because it's a Far Cry game. The gameplay loop is fine. It, you yeah. just go from point A to point B and take out outposts and do objectives. You know what game kind of grabbed my attention? Death Loop. That looks really interesting because it's not. Yeah. It looks really cool because it's Arcane Studios, right? Yeah. Same people who made Dishonored. Yeah. It, it looks like it should be a roguelike, but it's also not a roguelike. It's actually not... There's, like, not enough information about it for me to really understand it, but it still looks really cool, and I still want to buy it. It kind of reminds me of Steins Gate, in a way. Because it's kind of like... It's all kind of built around time looping and trying to find... You know, trying to save everybody in a time loop kind of thing. So, like, you have your, like, certain areas that you go through where you have to take out a certain amount of, like, captains. Yeah. Um, and you get information on where they are and whatnot. And the entire time, if you're playing online, then you're playing against a potential other adversary person. You also can play offline and just play against AI. Um, but, yeah, it's a really cool concept that you, you, you're, you're looping. You're death looping. And the whole, like, <laughs> asynchronous PvP is kind of cool. I like yeah. that thought. Yeah, it it looks really but, good. I I would be I I might get that one. That one that one looked really good. I definitely play Deathloop for sure. I'm even though well I, I guess if it came out and it was nothing like I was expecting it to be and everyone's like this yeah game's, we didn't get enough information about it. Apparently it's actually bad, which I don't think it's going to be because Arcane Studios is like Dishonored one and two were great games. Oh yeah, no they they do good shit. I just said Dishonored 1 and 2 and then held up three fingers. Two fingers? And <laughs> one, fingers. And, one, 1 and 2. Uh, no, I was like I was like 1 and 2. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can goodness. count, I swear. Um, um, we got a little bit of information on Horizon Forbidden West. I don't know if you ever played Zero Dawn. I'm not, really a, play, I'm not really a 
PlayStation person, I wouldn't have had a chance. <sighs> I have it a... came out for PC. It came out for PC eventually. You should totally go it? buy it and play it. It's a fantastic game. Horizon Zero Dawn, you're going to sink a lot of hours into that game. Okay, Fun maybe. game, cool story. Um, Forbidden West, I think... I don't know if it's simultaneous release. I think it might just be for PS5. It's, and it's just it's PS4 and 5. PC. And then it will potentially release on PC at some point. It looks really good. It looks like more Horizon, but a little bit changed up. I mean, like I said before, Gamescom was an announcement of things we knew was coming, but here's a cool trailer to look at and be like, ooh, ah. I remember when it came out, for some reason I thought it was an extension of Forza Horizon, and I was like, why is everybody so <laughs> up in arms about this racing game? Like, uh, it it can't be that good. And then I figured out what it was, and I was like, oh, it's not a racing game it's at all. It's a really good open world <laughs> game. It's a really cool game. It definitely favors. It's another. It's one of those games where it's the only thing I don't like about that archetype of game. It's one of the games where you. It gives you the option to go non-stealth, but you know that if you just go in oh, guns blazing, yeah. chances are you're going to die. Yeah. So, really, you end up stealthing through it. Um, <laughs> the way they intended. Yeah, they, they wanted you to stealth, and the whole thing is kind of just a lie. But it's still a lot of fun. Another and one. And then there's out, another Outlast game. Is I, I don't know. That I didn't even I don't know, know about, man. It's a prequel. I kind of I kind of just threw this one out there because I didn't know much about it. But like it could be good. There's no time frame. Next year at some point, 2022 potentially. 20, 2022 with no timelines and they haven't confirmed any of the platforms. The chances <laughs> are you're not going to see this for a very long time, but it could be great. So to put it, it in perspective, terrible. they teased it in 2019. Well, it's right, and this is asynchronous co-op, isn't it? Uh, or is it just like a Left 4 Dead style four person? Because I know it's multiplayer. I remember Trials being multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. So you can play by yourself with other players online. I don't. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, up to four people. It is is full online co-op. Just full out. Full Metal Alchemist. Which is interesting. Because I don't know how you play Outlast co-op. Outlast, you don't have any guns or anything. Like that's oh. part of the point of Outlast, right? I'll be honest, I'm not. Run. I'm. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. But I'm not like super excited. I. I, I no. I mean. I'm gonna be like a negative I, Nelly and be like, hey, no, usually fine, pre. <laughs> usually prequels suck. Usually. You know, I can't dispute the fact. I also can't agree with it because I can't think of a prequel right now <laughs> other than Star Wars, which was terrible except for the memes. The memes that came out of that. Gold. Oh, yeah. The movies themselves, not good. No, I, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm not, I'm not holding out big things. Could be good. Could be bad. We'll see what happens. Um. Okay. Next game. Destiny 2 got an expansion. Do you ever play Destiny? <sighs> I played Destiny one. Um, I played Destiny one Destiny? on PS4, yeah. and I didn't get it till people had actually played it for a bit, and then I tried it, and it was just full of people way over my level stealing all the things that I needed, and I just decided to never play it again because it was boring as shit because I couldn't finish anything because someone would run in and kill it. Right. And I was like, oh, well, okay, if this is what this game's going to be like, why would I bother playing it? 
Right. No, I mean, I, I, I like Destiny 1. I played it at launch, then I played it when Taken King came out, which was like its big, one of yeah. its last expansions. It's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Played Destiny 2. I enjoyed it for a while, and then it just kind of got repetitive. I haven't really gone back. For... I went back once, and it was fun. Like, it, it is an enjoyable game because its mechanics are strong. Yeah. Like, its gunplay is really tight. Its classes are really awesome. But it can get repetitive, and it, it's... If you want to do endgame raids, you need to just know five people. And I mean, that, that's kind of what was happening to me, but like in the starting area, so they didn't need a raid. It was just one dude who was massively overleveled running in and shooting whatever I needed to kill and like killing it instantly. And I was like, oh, can I like, can I do like one of no. these, please? Like, you can't. Can I, like, le- can I like level up a little bit? And no. But you got to remember too, yeah. like, this was back when, so. When I signed my fiber op internet contract, they gave me a free PS4. And this was like the Ooh. first game I bought for PS4. And I was like, oh, nice. it's just trash. <laughs> I just... It's actually, Destiny 1 was really good. Destiny 2 was pretty good. Too. It might have been better if you I... got to play it. I unfortunately didn't get to. <laughs> right. No, that, that's, that's unfortunate. I'm surprised because I felt like there were things in place to make that not happen as far as. Like I never had that issue. No, but you also when started I came back when... in. I mean, I made new characters eventually yeah. at some point. I never had that issue. Maybe I was just on a bad day. I only tried it for like one day, and then I got like immensely pissed uh, yeah, off. Yeah, try it again. Anyway, Destiny Two expansion comes out. Look, coming out looks really cool. I think it's the beginning of next year, or it's actually a lot. Sorry, it's a lot sooner than that. I don't know if I would rather them just make a new game or just like keep releasing expansions. That's a great question. Like the MMO format, which I know if you said to the devs that it was an MMO, they'd probably tell you you're wrong, but it's an MMO. Um, <laughs> the MMO format's one of those where it's like, do you make a new game or do you just keep going? And it's, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a lot to put into an MMO to make another one. It it's working for them, so me. I played Forsaken. I don't think I ever played Shadow Keep. And then so yeah, it's early twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three is the Witch Queen and Lightfall, which are the last two expansions okay. for two that we know of. And then they'll probably do um, Destiny three after that. They've been it's been out for a while now. That makes sense. It has. They're not gonna try and pull a World of Warcraft and be out for many <laughs> years and be completely dead at this point. That's probably smart. They saw. They saw. I mean, WoW's WoW's not completely dead. It's just no, there. It's just dead. They lost a lot of their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but that's enough about MMO talks. I could do that for a for a day and a half. Um, Elden Ring. We've seen a lot of this actually in the last couple of months. See, from seeing yep. literally nothing to seeing a lot, <laughs> and it's kind of surprise. I know, uh, Rufus. Are you sitting down? Yeah. Um, because you might stand up after this it's a souls like game oh, that looks like oh, wow. it looks really like it looks like they are deviating a little bit there's mounted combat it, you're, you're gonna have interesting enemies and interesting areas that'll make it fun and different but it is at its core it's a souls like um it's gonna be hard it has dungeons which i'm not 100 percent sure what those are but that that intrigues me since most souls like games don't have dungeons they just kind of have open world stuff but they're dungeons I love how like that's the, cool. The description has like really weirdly specific stuff in it. 
It's just right? like there'll be explore. Uh, where is it? Uh, explorable using characters mounts as the main mode of transportation. Although fast travel will be available, it's like okay, it's not coming out till like January. Like, why don't you tell me more about the game instead of like, hey, there's fast travel. It's like, hey, if you don't like our game and you want to zoom zoom, you can zoom zoom. You can zoom zoom. Fast travel is actually really good for assault. Well, I guess all assaults like actually bonfires let you fit you fast travel. That's actually not too crazy. Um, but like dungeons, fast travel. I like watching people play Soulsborne play type Soulsborne. games. Um, not a huge fan of playing you don't them like myself. Difficulty. I just don't have the time to devote. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't That's know. True. I mean, Dark Souls Three didn't take me that long. But I did also start with 12 hours to start off with that one, so that's... Oh, here's also a... still never beaten Sekiro, and probably will never beat Sekiro. Here's a tidbit of information. Did you know that George R.R. R. Martin was one of the directors of Elden Ring? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's one of the big things. Yeah, his I name did. Is on the, I think his... I think there was an interview a little while ago that said his part is done in the game. He's already done the things yeah. he went, was there to do. Um, but he did direct the story. That's kind of cool. Rather than write the next Game of Thrones book, he decided to write a game because there will be no more game of thrones books yeah the the head director really liked his work and contacted him was like hey you want to you want to help us write the overarching backstory of the game's universe rather than write write the next game of thrones book which he still hasn't done yet or he'll die before that's done exactly he has two more he's supposed to write i was talking with someone at work and they were like i thought it was only one one more book left he's supposed to write two more books yeah it's not going to happen that man is not going to be alive to write two more books, let alone one. But I mean, like, who knows? Maybe he's got, like, notes, and he's going to, like, give them to, like, his kin. That's that's fine. That's like... totally fine. But still, the man needs to come <laughs> uh, out with the last book. Yeah, maybe someday. If you're allowed to rant, I'm allowed to rant. <laughs> I, I haven't read the books. <laughs> I watched some of the show. You're good. And eventually um, I I'd... watched up to like the fourth season of the show and then I stopped and then I never went back because everyone said the ending was terrible. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at, too. I got behind by a little bit and then everyone's like, oh, it's bad now. And I was like, OK, good. I can go watch something else. But I felt yeah. similarly in The Walking Dead. I just got to a point and I was like, oh, Walking Dead was OK. I don't know. I, I stopped near the last couple of seasons. I stopped around the Negan stuff. Yeah, that's actually pretty much. I think I watched yeah. one season that season that one season, <laughs> um, one season with Negan in it, and then I stopped. I don't um, know. It just got yeah. so repetitive. But Elden Ring won't. You know what? It's, it's... <laughs> you know what also is going to be repetitive. What's that, Cal? Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard so to be repetitive when you don't release game. a game for how long? Like, how long has it been right? since it's the last Metroid it game? It's been a very long time since like Metroid was Pro- released. Or, or no. was it? No, it wasn't Fusion. Maybe it was um, one of the primes. It was Met- Samus. No. It was um, the... Oh, what's the name of the one that no one ever likes to say exists? Other M? Yes. Other M came out. The... Other M was the last, like, actual Metroid game. Really? Really? I don't know, man. Yeah, Other M was the last 2010. It's been, it's been 11 years, I think. Hold on. Hold on. Let's get a fact check. Prime 3 released um, before, for sure, Other M. 
Prime 3 was 2007, and that was the last Prime game. The uh, last full Metroid game was Other M. No, it was Prime 4. No, wait, that Prime never happened. Released yet. Yeah, that never happened. No, it that was Sam- happened. Samus Returns. Samus Returns okay, that was a remake. That was a remake. I'm saying a brand new game. Yeah. Was that a remake? Samus Returns was a remake of 2. Really? That was them. It was a retelling of 2. Oh. It was like Zero Mission Buffer 2. Okay, well, um, what, what about Metroid Prime Federation Force? That doesn't count. <laughs> I mean an actual game. Was that not a game? Other M, though everyone hated it, was an actual game. No, man, that one was a game. Federation Force for the 3DS was not a video game. That does not count. It has been 11 years since an actual... Oh, my God. Oh, no, it's so bad. Okay, yeah, no, it's it's Rocket League. It's Rocket League. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, Okay, yeah, no, Um, I was right the first time. I was right the first time. It was Other M. Okay. No, you didn't say that. I said that. You said it was a Prime game. Don't lie to me. Okay, the very... I have video proof. You agreed with me. I said Other M, and you said yes. No, you didn't. You said Prime. I did, and then I said... We'll go back. I'm going to TikTok this, and I'm going to... You're gonna somehow clip it together the wrong way. You're gonna you're gonna edit the damn video. I don't trust you. Somebody go make a clip. <laughs> you definitely said other M. But yeah, anyway, Metroid Dread looks great. <laughs> I still think it looks great. I think there's a they added a midair dash, which looks really cool because speed tech, and I'm really excited about that. You're apparently fighting chozos or chorizos, as I like to call them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're fighting sausage. <laughs> yeah, it looks like pretty cool. It has the parry system that uh, Samus Returns has, it looks like, which is okay. cool. I was okay with that. Um, it, it looks like a good game. That's that's pretty much what it comes down to, is I think it looks like a good game. I'm excited for it to be released. I will definitely play it. Maybe not day one, because Spooktober is happening. I might end up playing it in November. Ooh. That'd be good. But it'll give time... It give people time to like play it and then come by and watch that kind of thing. But yeah, um, they released three short videos on the worlds of Starfield, and that was it. And that's all I'm going to give to that game. We're going to go to the next game right now, because what's the point? <laughs> anyway, Phasmophobia is getting a big update before Halloween. That's really cool. Adding in some more ghost types, yep. adding in some more stuff. I've seen the the like the green dot. Yeah, the mat- the green matrixy thing. dots. Yeah, that, that looks, looks really, really cool. cool. I mean, the whole thing looks cool. Apparently now, also, if you have electronics on when the ghost is hunting, it can tell where you are, so you have to turn your electronics off. See, that's a good idea. Like, I feel so like... new mechanics for hunting ghosts. Rather than just, oh, my God, I see a hunt. I got to go run into a room and then stare in a corner. You need to, like, turn things off and, like, huddle. I think that's a great idea. I'm glad they did that. I also am kind of psyched to eventually play Prison. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're definitely going to do Phasmophobia stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. it's 100% going to happen. Maybe on this channel... Maybe on Rufus and Mind channel, but it's definitely going to happen. It'll happen. Trust us. Speaking of spooky things, Dying Light 2 got a little more footage. It looks like Dying Light 2. Like, it it yep. looks like Dying Light. Parkour zombies. I'm I'm excited because I like Dying Light 1 a lot. But it, it the theme of Gamescom, something that we already knew was going to be happening, got some more footage. Something we already knew about is something we know a little bit more about. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's literally that should be that their was, slogan. That was Gamescom. That should be a it slogan. It looks good though. Like <laughs> Dying Light Two looks parkour zombies. Dying Light One was a lot of fun. I should be a sloganeer. That's what man. I should do. I should I should write slogans. I call that a sloganeer. That, that <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> um, that night missions in that game. Did you ever play Dying Light One? Uh, no, that was before I had a good graphics card, and everything was just kind of shit for me. Go back. We should. You know what we should do is we should do uh, Throwback Thursdays. We, we go back and play co-op games that Rufus never played. Oh man, Dying Light One is a really it's it's a good game. There's some pretty spooky parts in it, like when you have to go out at night. The premise is you only want to ever go out at day, but of course, the game makes you go out at night for at least one of the story missions. And oh, of just, course, it's terrifying. Um, but yeah, Dying Light Two looks fun. It's parkour zombies. It as long as it's getting made, chances are I'm going to buy it because it looks like a good game. So I guess that was that was pretty much Gamecom, huh? Yeah, welcome to Gamescom, home of the Gamescom. May I take your order? <laughs> What's your slogan? <laughs> well, that was that was it. I made a good burger reference. Keep Keenan and Kel. I think I'm aging myself a little bit there, even though that. I'm younger than you. No bit. I understood. Did you do you know what I'm even saying? Do you know? Okay, you understood. I don't care. Yeah. As long as you understand. The next topic, I guess, is is all me. Um, it is. Pog... I, I I directed the entire Gamescom, so you do your thing. Pog Champs Four. Um, so Chess.com partners with Twitch and a bunch of other people. That is the right amount of numbers. Good job, Cal. <laughs> I'm proud of you. That's not the right amount. I'm not proud of you. We're not saving a lot for college for him. Um... <laughs> Bye, Cal. This is my show. Back. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm allowed to take this. Um, it's a chess tournament put on by chess.com and they partner with Twitch. And basically they go around and they get content creators who are not real chess players. They do other stuff. They stream variety. They stream Minecraft. They stream COD. Um, and some of them aren't even streamers. Some of them are just famous people. And they say, okay. Like rappers. Yeah, there's a rapper in this one called Harry Mack. And what they decided is they said, okay, we're going to give you one-on-one training with grandmasters and international masters and FIDE master, FIDE masters. And uh, you're going to learn how to play chess and you guys are going to go in a tournament and the prize pool is a hundred grand. I think first place gets 20 grand. I think is how that yeah, works. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, that started yesterday. And the reason I bring this up is because a it's on Twitch and it's gaming news, but also they uh, they also support a charity. You can donate to a charity. I, what's it called? It the acronym Expo. is RAD. The ex, RAD. The acronym um, is RAD, and it's something the disorder. It's for mental health. I just I can't remember what it's called. Relieve the disorder. Rise above the disorder. Rise above the disorder. That's it. I got you. I'm the secretary. <laughs> you got this. And uh, anyway, chess.com will match up to $100,000 of donations. So like they could potentially raise $200,000 easily. Um, so Good. you guys should totally check that out. It's going to be going on every day at something like 2 p.m. Pacific time, I think it is. And yeah, they're raising money for charity and it's really good. And it's fun to watch people who, you know, don't play chess for a living play chess with like for a good cause and it's kind of funny too because they'll get like really well-known grandmasters and international masters to commentate all the matches so they'll just be like oh you know knight d5 is a really hard to see move i wonder if we'll see it and he blunders his queen okay 
<laughs> and you, you just watch yeah. the you just watch the eval bar go from like whites winning to like black has mate in two and then it's like oh but black didn't see that they had mate in two and then it goes like whoop now it's mate in one for what back and forth constantly yeah <laughs> the eval bar works over time but it, it's yeah. it's super fun to watch i highly recommend it even if you don't really like chess that much i i do think it's entertaining enough to watch as as from a non-chess player perspective that's what got me into watching chess was watching pog champs 3 and i thought it was really that's great cool. which yeah. brings me to my rant there's this thing called eternal and the website is eternal.gg and they're doing nfts at a twitch clips it's really weird, and the reason I found out about it is... What does NFT stand for? It's a non-fungible token. And, and What so, does that mean for the, the people? And... Okay, so what it means is no token is the same as any other token, so I'm going to break that down a bit more. If you look at something like Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a type of digital token. It's a cryptocurrency, but it's a type of digital token, but every Bitcoin is worth as much as every other Bitcoin. Fair to say, if one Bitcoin's worth $5,000 and we each have one Bitcoin, we each have $5,000 until the market crashes. But then we each have $100, and that's fine. One Bitcoin... Right. <laughs> <One> bi- <laughs> <laughs> the market crashes and we each have $100, but that's fine. Each Bitcoin's worth the same amount. $100, but it's fine. Uh, non-fungible tokens means that no one token is guaranteed to be worth the same amount. So basically what they do is I open up MS Paint and I do like a Ringo Starr drawing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, do I mean, a... I, I want to see that. I definitely want to see that one. <laughs> I've done it before. Um, but I, I make this Ringo Starr thing and I'm like, okay, I want to sell this. But I want to make sure that whoever I'm selling it to gets the original. So what they do is they run the piece of Ringo MS Paint art file through a very complex algorithm, and they come up with a string of numbers that is unique to that particular file, and they say, that's your non-fungible token. You, NFT, you own that, and you can sell that. And that's the thing that people want. So what they're doing is they're taking these... there are these, no two alike. They're, yes and no. It's like what they're doing with these Twitch clips is they're saying, we're going to put these Twitch clips in a booster pack, and we're going to make a 1,000 NFTs off of this one clip. So there are now a thousand NFTs that link back to this one clip, similar to like in Magic the Gathering. There are, you know, potentially a thousand people who have this card. Right. And, and the idea is that you buy booster packs full of NFTs and the idea is that the Twitch or the, the clip that you've bought doesn't exist anywhere else and you can trade them. But like, why would, why? I, I don't That's know. That's the real question here. I have a beef with Why it. Why would anyone buy a booster pack of clips? I don't know. I don't like it. It it just seems like you're... There just seems to be no reason for it. Like, there's... Are, I mean, are you even making money off of that? I mean, I guess it yeah, costs the, almost nothing to do that, so you're technically making money, but who would buy that? Apparently people. You can go on and find out Why? how much the NFTs are selling for and how much, like, the people who made the Twitch clips are making off them, and... Yeah. Why? I don't know, man. I just work here. This makes no sense at all that you would buy Twitch clips, which are free. Well, the clip. well, the the thing is, is that once they become an, an NFT, I'm pretty sure they come off Twitch. 
I think they they actually can come off Twitch. Yeah, I think they just they un- actually take it off Twitch. I, I think so. Yeah, I think they unpublish it. Otherwise, there's literally no reason to pay for it. So you're making money off of free clips that you, you're just making money off of clips. Like people I, are making money off of yeah. taking their clips that possibly someone else made. Hold on. It, just putting it in card packs. Yeah, you got it. Here, one sec. Oh. So Watch. I should take this card and add a value to it and then put it in a booster pack. And then I've now made NFTs. So th- this is eternal.gg. German I, apple pancakes recipe. I go over to the marketplace. This, this clip here by the creator Pistola is considered rare. Um, there's only seven for sale and there's only 50 and it's worth $45 is the lowest ask. And Someone's going to oh, buy Oh, I can even, for... I can, I can even watch it for free right here. I can watch but it. You're going to buy that for $45. That's the lowest ask. The highest ask is almost 500. He punches someone and says drive by and then there's a plasma at someone else. Yeah. Pretty cool. eh? That, that's a cool clip. That's really, but why am I paying $485 for that? Um, I don't know. Why are you going to pay whole $2? No, no, just wait. $2 million. It's, there's only one of this and it's this dude proposing to this girl. But that's not worth $2 million. I don't know. Someone it is. To an idiot. Like even this one, like who, like any of these, like, why would you even pay? Why would you pay any? Why would you pay any money at all for a Twitch clip? I'm sorry to everyone, but it's not worth it. Like you can come in here and I don't know who this is. Like you can see that like if you buy this, this creator gets twenty cents. So it looks like they get ten percent. The streamer the creator gets creator gets a small amount of money. Yeah, they get ten percent NFTs. Yeah, but. Why? I guess I guess the idea is that you don't so much care about the Twitch clip as you do about supporting. You're not. I, no, I, there I, are so much I, better I, ways to I, support a streamer. I'm trying. You can give them bits. You can <laughs> sub. You can get, donate to them directly if you want to give them money. You can just show up in chat because that also was a great like, way to support the streamer. I'm gonna be Thank like you for everyone that does that. I'm gonna be like a hundred percent honest. I'm looking through the. I don't know any of these people. No, I actually I don't know I don't know them either. Or but, at least that's uh, what I would say, so you don't know who I watch on Twitch. But uh, no, but I that, actually they, don't I, I, I I don't get it. I I really don't get it. Maybe I'm just you're old. Just making and NFTs un, for no reason. No, you're. I mean, but, you are, but not for this. It's uh, it's terrible, and I don't like it. No, I feel bad. <laughs> Thanks for this. Why you gotta do this to me all the time? I don't know. I like making people feel as bad as I do. You know what? We could both bad, we could both feel bad together. We could move we on could. to our challenge round here. It's the same as last week, but different sounds. I, I really liked the guess the sound good, from last sound. week, so I decided to do it again. Are, are you ready, Cal? Rufus, I was born ready. Let's get right to it. Let's guess the sound. That is a fanning of a deck of cards. Like going like... Sure. No, I'm okay. That makes sense. Ah, oh, it was a zipper. You're zipping up G. It was, this one was the zipper. 
Not a banana peel. Damn it. <laughs> broken glass. No, that's a chain. I'm gonna go no, broken glass. that's a you chain. Sure, I'm gonna go with broken glass. Ah, I was closer. You were so close. You were so close. Oh, I've heard this before. Me too. This is a saw. This is a saw. This is sure. We'll go. I'll, I'll go with saw. I don't think it's a saw though, but it's the best I got. Cutting paper with scissors. Ah. It's just like thick. It was paper a tree with metal. <laughs> This is an eraser on paper. Yeah. Scratching skin with nails. I was going to say scratching your shirt, and I was like, nah, that sounds weird. Okay, that's a doorstop. Sure. That's like somebody going... Or a car, but we'll do the doorstop. Yeah, doorstop makes more sense, because it's like the springy one. Yeah. Doorstopper. Nice. I got one. Yeah. That's ripping paper, right? I would say it's ripping paper, but I think that's too on the nose. No, that's definitely it. Ripping a sheet of paper, no, you're right. I think there's nothing else that sounds like that. I just expect it to be something like (laughs) eating an apple. Sounds like that somehow. That's typing on a keyboard. Either that or it's opening a door. Oh. I'm gonna go with opening a door. Yeah. Unlocking a door! Haha! <laughs> I did something yeah, for once. I, I wasn't gonna. I'm terrible. I wasn't gonna wuss one. out and change, but I thought you were right. Blinds. You're pulling back. Uh, oh, yeah. One of the blinds where you own up that yep. one. Yeah. It's totally a drawstring blind. Yeah. Closing yep. window blinds. Yeah. Opening, but it's the same. same. We're getting we're getting better. We're, we're getting. Yeah, it's clearly now closing. We're some really clear. Printer? <laughs> I don't think it's actually a printer. No. But that... It, that that like humming in the background. It sounds like a door. Yeah. Opening a door. I don't know if that was quick enough, but... I, no, I'm not going to count it. Just because I don't want to give you any points. Ever. That's clicking mouse. a mouse. Yep. Yeah. Got it first. I know it's not a competition, but I got it first. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, the go. only Easy. other thing it could be was a pen. It could be clicking a pen, yeah. I don't have any pens to click over here, though. Okay. That that that's it. We got it. Those we got. Are... We did better than last time, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Last. I'm gonna I'm gonna say we did better than last time. I don't know if it's actually true, but sure. We definitely did better than last time. Yeah, we did stuff. Let's move on to our okay. final topic here. Let's move on to the dungeons part of the downloads. Cal. What is a magic? 
Uh, uh, so like anything that's not science is technically a magic. That's one explanation for magic. Okay. Um, sometimes, depending on the world, you can either cast things through your hands mm-hmm. or a focus. Or if it's Harry Potter, you get a wand and you can th- <laughs> say things like Wingardium Leviosa. Oh. Then... <laughs> it's Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to make it sound as wrong as possible. (laughs) Cal, what's an item? (laughs) Okay, so this is considered an item. This is a guitar capo. This, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It needs to be something that's also considered an item. That's dice tray. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Screwdriver. Don't know why this is on my desk, but it's here and it's an item. I'm just as confused as when we started. <laughs> this is an item made for completing a campaign. That looks a like a that died. That looks like a magical item. That's a pick of destiny. No, no, we'll get sued over that. That is a plectrum of predetermination. We're gonna get sued over calling something a pick of destiny. Maybe. Okay, so Jack Black gonna sue us for that? He would. He totally would. Oh, no, he wouldn't. Come after us, man. Um, but yeah, come get us. Magic items—they're magical. Ooh, ooh, I found it. This is something that you don't have on your desk. <laughs> you told me you didn't, unless you put one on your desk at some point. <laughs> no, it doesn't that... work. Is that a coin? Yeah. You're cheating. That's not a guitar pick. That is a Canadian nickel. It's got a yes, it's, it's a got a beaver pick. on it. It has no monetary <laughs> value, and there is no beaver on this guitar pick. <laughs> it should have a beaver on it. Magical yeah, items. So magic items, they are things that are potentially uh, that range in power. Some of them mm-hmm. are very po- powerful. Some of them are just kind of cool. Magic so, items. So an example of a magic item could be something like, um, oddly enough, a lot of the trinkets in D&D are actually low-grade magic items. Like, like a spindle of thread that never runs out. That's a magic like item. A, like whatever amulet Spaguglio has that you can cast any spell from is considered a common magical item because you yep. could also... Any cantrip from any other uh, class. What they else? literally let you, they range from letting you do, like, crazy things to yeah. letting you, like, have cool out-of-combat moments with thread that lasts forever. But, you know, you have something like that, which is actually pretty close when you think about it to mm-hmm. the, uh, whatever the glue is that you can't ever do without, a, you can't ever take away, or I forget what the glue is called. There's glue in D&D that you can't <laughs> dissolve. Undissolvable glue. Without a specific solution. And you'd think, oh, well, they're on par. But guess what? The glue is actually much more powerful than the thread that goes on forever. This is true. It's it's much more tactical. Yes. I heard a noise. I don't know what it was. Don't worry about it. Okay. Moving Uh, on. So, yeah, some of them are better than others. They've got different rarities. We've got common, we've got uncommon, we've got rare, we've got very rare, we've got legendary, we've got... Wait. Artifact? That's this not a rarity. Beyond, man. 
That's not a rarity. Artifact is a rarity. No. Artifact, yeah. Yes, no it is. No way. By what D&D Beyond says, artifact, D&D Beyond says, artifact is a rarity. There you go. You learn something new every um, day. And then you also have a second category, which is wondrous and not and just normal. Because yeah. wondrous items are like super fancy. There's probably only like one or two in the world which, kind of Which items. is kind of where I thought our, <laughs> what artifact was trying to replace right? there. Me too. But I looked it up and it's like, okay, that's the thing. So whatever, I guess. So the, the idea behind this is that like if you if you look through the DMG and probably actually Xanathar's has a different probably take on it. Hey, there's the Xanathar's Guide to Everything. I don't have a physical of that. I've only got digitals. Oh, I have a physical um, copy. It's right here. I got my DMG somewhere over there. But there's a table that talks about, hey, if your guys are level this, they should probably have this many magic items. Um, and the reason for that is we've talked about CR and we've talked about encounters. And look at look at that page flipping. It's just so magnificent. Um, and we've talked about all that stuff. And, probably can't see you know, it, kind of right there. It's a small table. <laughs> And how sometimes um, people, or not people, but the bad guys get things like layer actions, which kind of give them an upper hand. Um, and when you start getting into ideas like bounded accuracy, which is, you know, you're gun- there's a 5% chance you're going to hit no matter what. Um, sometimes giving your heroes utility or items that can give them bonuses is a good idea like one example of a magic item is just a plus one to hit sword that could be considered an uncommon magic item and it's a magic item so it actually works for going through things that have resistance to non-magical weapons yes so there's actually it it, plus one swords are actually pretty powerful or the game they're sleepers for sure like a lot of people don't (laughs) <laughs> the, oh it's a plus one sword it's like yeah but you're gonna really like it when you start fighting that thing gonna, that doesn't take damage from non-magical and it's gonna take half damage from everything non-magical and yeah. oh, well guess what now it's taking full damage do you feel good now you do so shut up and take it yeah exactly <laughs> um and then there, there's other magic items that are just kind of i'll say funner yeah say it i dare you say it i'm not darian i don't have to say anything say I'm it totally not a grammar person yeah okay Okay, this would have been episode, like, third time in a row I've been counting. Um, For more fun? I don't know if I said more fun. I'm just going to, we're going to pretend that that's just the character that I play in your campaign. uh, Okay. (laughs) More funner, exactly. At least I know how to spell campaign. Um... That's gonna be. I gotta go back through all the YouTube videos yeah. now. I don't know how many. What actually had me? Re- I I actually went to. I I did the oh command on Twitch two weeks ago. So the problem it still is, is the same. Well, the thing is, in YouTube, you can reuse previous settings, and I've been doing that from like the very first stream, and then just copying whatever was there into the Twitch title. So yeah. <laughs> it's been wrong from the beginning. Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was the first one. I think you misspelled it a couple episodes. Where, ago. Wherever, whenever I realized I could reuse the same settings, it's been wrong ever since then. Campaign, campaign. It is. It has been wrong Cam- ever since. Um, it was camping, camp, camping. It, it almost looked like camping. Campaign. <laughs> yeah. That that's on me. It was, it was a thing. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Oh, so yeah, I was I was gonna say you, you can make it uh, funner by giving them a talking sword. 
or something like you that. You can. Does Sometimes my... your player will even come to you and say, does my book, can I have my book talk? Because it makes sense based on my, it's what my book, my subclass says. Hold on. Let's, let's back what? up. Does my sword do magical damage? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> so we're going to leave it at. Sure. All of your guys' special items get more powerful as the campaign goes on. So speaking of actually a cool magic item that I that I call artifacts, but apparently there's actually a rarity for it. Um, <laughs> I like to give, at a certain <laughs> level, I like to give all one of my players um, an item that they keep with them through the campaign. That kind of gets more powerful as time goes on. Or does So you haven't come across one yet, but I do. So like... In my other campaign, I was kind of working on artifacts that you can find in the world that actually also have a downside, that are like cursed artifacts, Mm -hmm. but also have a good side. Yep. And I had one that was a couple rings that if you put on, you shared health, but also you shared all negative and positive effects. Turns out just being able to share positive effects between two people is actually way overpowered. So even the negative effects that you can possibly put on it doesn't matter. It was a cool idea, but it was overpowered because (laughs) there wasn't enough negative to it. Was it kind of like that potted plant from the All Bard campaign where it like took health from someone else and as the other guy lost health, the other guy gained it back? You could actually choose who took hit points from the two of the people, yes. That's kind of like cool. Let's say one person got slept, both people would instantly be slept. If one person got... The issue is, is there was a paladin that had one of the rings on and the rogue had the other ring. So the rogue was pretty much invincible. <laughs> and you all know that rogues don't work well when they're invincible. Rogues yeah. just deal too much damage when they don't have any fear of dying. Yeah, they're supposed to be glass cannons. Correct. It was it was a cool idea, but there was not enough drawback to it to make it balanced. Yeah. So one thing that I kind of... I've always been conservative with my magic items. Because I feel like... This is, maybe it's not a hot take, but honestly, I feel like D&D just was not balanced around having magic items, and that introducing them, you got a quote for me? Um, apparently, it was. <laughs> there's a table right here that says what people should have for magic items. So, I mean, you say that. But also, if you give people magic items and you don't tweak any encounters that should work and around that power level, they just win hands down too hard. Like, they, they win so much. <laughs> you have to tweak it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I tweak things, though. I, I am a, a DM that likes to use powerful enemies if I can in any way, shape, or form because they're fun. So I usually give some magical items out just to let me use that without having a fear that someone's going to die. I'm better with it now, or, but like what, what I'm did the TPK? I guess if someone dies, that's fine. But do you still have the table open? Okay, everybody, everybody just stare at him. Do the walk of shame. You can't stare at me if I'm off screen. Stare at the electronic symbol in the background. Shake your head a little bit. I got somewhere to be. Come on. I've got somewhere to be in like 10 minutes. No. (laughs) I don't have a life. Now I'm just going to leave for good. Bye. Finally. Um, This is it now. Okay, whatever. Um, 
So what, what you, what's your question? What level does it start at giving you recommendations so for magic items? So it's character level one to four. Should have, okay. So it also splits it between nine. It splits it between minor and major magic items. So, so let's like, start. What's a level three supposed to have? Um, nine minor. Sorry, these are for a full party. This yep. is not sure. This is split between a party sure. of four. Four probably. So what's it say? I think so. Um, nine minor ad- items and two major items. Okay, so imagine running the Lost Minds of Fandelver with 11 magic items and not tweaking it. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. That would be... It'd be rough. It would be slightly too strong. So, so that is also specifically six common minor, two uncommon minor, and just two uncommon major magic items. And, like, that doesn't... I mean that that's a lot <laughs> for like a, a lot of magic items to have in front for the entire party. Um, so my recommendation would be to give them one that's decent and then feel it out, find out the bounds of that. So like, you know, when you increase a plus one to hit, you're actually increasing the chance of hitting by quite a bit. So if you give them like a plus two to something, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, so no, like, plus two is insane. The first few times you're doing it, it's like less is more. It's like, you know, like there's always that one guy that when he becomes of, of legal age to drink, he just gets absolutely tanked and then feels sick. That, yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of like, people. that's kind of like using way too many magic items at the start. You're just going to hate your campaign for a little bit because you won't, if you're new, you won't necessarily know how to fix it. So right, I mean, like you guys all got your artifacts. With most of you guys got plus one. I don't think the imp sword gave you a plus one. It just gave you the ability to actually use a weapon that was, you know. But also, you're and it gave you information. You're quite a bit more experienced than the people I'm giving this tidbit of information to. You know, start start with I one. I know how to fix the campaign if I have to. Start with one small magic item per person. And just yeah. see where it goes. See what it does to the encounters that you already have planned. It's You know what? It's okay to let them stomp a few encounters. Um, nothing feels quite as... Trask at them. They won't stop that one. Trust <laughs> me. They'll, they'll be fine. One thing that's kind of really fun to do is like get them to fight like eight goblins or something like that. Just something that they can definitely take care of. And then like two sessions later, like after you've given them a magic item... Get them to fight the same thing again, and when they stomp it, they'll just feel so much stronger. Even if you've only given them, like, breadcrumbs for magic items, as long as it makes them feel stronger. When they come back and they, like, pub stomp those goblins, they'll be like, holy shit. I was not hyped about this, like, plus one sword, but, like, hey. But now now it's crazy. And making them feel that big and making them feel that strong is huge. That's what you want. So give that a try. Get, definitely like give them an encounter that they should be able to beat, but like not like absolutely the easiest thing ever. And then give them a magic item and two or three days later, give them the same encounter. Yeah. Trust me. That's yeah. It's a good way to do that and show them how powerful magic items are. And there are a lot of other things other than just plus one weapons and swords. Oh Yeah. Um, I guess before we go into that, what we both have some oh. talks about magical items and how they've, mm-hmm. you know, we, we learned. DMs are always learning. Remember that if you're playing a campaign, not all of us have 
DM'd a million campaigns in our life and know exactly what to do. So DMs will make mistakes. DMs will do things great. Bear with your DM a little bit. Um, because sometimes we do things that give you lots of magical items that you shouldn't have or more powerful <laughs> magical items that you should have. Rufus, you go first on this one. I'm also going to sit down, so. <laughs> I love watching. Oh, goodbye, Cal. He's dead now. Um, I'm sorry. I think my so first campaign I ever ran, Lost Minds of Fandelver, we were kind of getting, they were going into Wave Echo Cave, and they weren't tactically sound. Um, they were having issues wow. with harder encounters, and I was like, hey, it's like the last dungeon of the game. I'm gonna give them a deck of many things. Is the That's only amazing. magical item they've ever gotten. That's a terrible idea. And uh, so they got to... If you've never played it and you're going to, go away. Because I'm going to spoil. Um, <laughs> that was your warning. They got that to was the... your warning, that's it? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Give them, like, give them like two seconds. Okay, now that was your warning. We're good now. They're gone. They're gone forever. There's a flame skull in Wave Echo Cave. If you, <gasps> sta- if you stayed, you just ruined the game for yourself and your party members. That's you. I hope you. I hope it was worth it. Um, it was worth it. There was a flame skull, and they uh, they went in, <clears throat> and they had an NPC with them, and the NPC died a horrible one-shot fireball death. And then they retreated because they were all almost down after that one fireball. Oh, and they said, "Okay, let's use that magical item now." And I was like, "Okay." How many cards do you draw? And they said seven. (laughs) And I don't remember every single card they drew. But the few things that I do remember is that the wizard's soul was put into a pendant that was around a demon's neck that was somewhere else in Wave Echo Cave. They spawned like a level 10 NPC to help them. Which they named Sildar Jr. after the NPC who had just after died. The, the dead Sildar, yeah. And uh, the wizard also gained like seven levels if they were able to recapture him from the, the demon. The demon. So they just yeah. walked the really big NPC over to the demon, beat the demon up, got the wizard soul back, and then the wizard went into like the final boss room <laughs> and he was just like, I'm just going to cast like level seven fireball. <laughs> just killed him. <laughs> There we go. Done. But it, it it was okay, though, because, like, the rest of the campaign was actually, like, kind of difficult for them because they were almost all first-timers, and we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And we made we made a lot of memories with that. So, like, it was, it was okay because it was, like, at the end, but, like, if that would have been, like, at the very start, and it's like, okay, you're level one, you now have a level 10 NPC, buddy, and now the wizard's level eight. It would have been pretty terrible. Yeah. But... At the end of the game, like that coming on to the last boss, it kind of worked out, but like it was also really shitty. <laughs> what What about you? What I mean, your... it was a cool thought. Um, so going back to the unsolvable, the the glue that you can't get rid of. Um, yep. I guess I wasn't doing the best idea of <laughs> take, keeping track of magical items because yeah. I, over the course of a campaign, gave my party an immovable rod and the glue <laughs> um which a combination of those two can break any encounter yeah 
And so <laughs> yeah. the last encounter, they were able to ground my dragon. <laughs> they just glued it to the rod? Yeah, they glued it to the rod. And they put the rod down on the ground. Its wing was literally stuck to the ground. Oh, and my it, God. It couldn't. It was like, okay, do I try and make a DC 30 strength check? Now, they were at level 20, so the dragon was a little bit lower power on purpose. It was based off of a mix of a couple dragon stats, but yeah. it was not like ancient or anything. It was <laughs> a chance it could have passed DC 30, but I didn't think it was worth it. So it just tried to beat the crap out of them on the ground, but it yeah. was never able to like fly away. <laughs> I almost downed one person, and that was it. It was supposed to be a tough encounter, and it was subverted because I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. You could just put glue on the immovable rod, and there you go. That's hilarious. That That's, that's um, amazing. That's pretty much what happened. I got the immovable rod was actually used in a couple cool ways without the solvent. Um, the character, so there was a couple people that were escaping through, or she no, they had done some recon and knew that some werewolves were had a hideout in a sewer system. Yeah, and they knew where one of the big exits were. So when the werewolves were out and doing their meeting, which they were going to jump and like confront them. Yeah. One of the the sorcerer of the group put the immovable rod on the grate so that they couldn't get away easily. And it was like you can use the immovable rod in oh, yeah. cool ways, but when combined with the glue, it technically it, it gets overpowered because you can just subvert, you can just make entire counters, maybe not fully trivial, but you can take an entire mechanic of an encounter out. I guess the good thing about that, if there is a silver lining there, is like your players must have been so engaged. They were really engaged. That that person, kudos to that person too. That put the two and two together. It's like, damn. I really wasn't even angry about it. I was more like, okay, like cool. That, that's this one is going to be a little really, bit easier, but also cool. That's one of those things where you're like proud as a DM. You're just like, yeah, my whole encounter is ruined, but like, I'm glad you paid attention. Exactly. You you found um, a like that's almost inspiration worthy. It was also a campaign where someone had a row of useful items that had a horse on it. I think I actually got to pl- I, I got to see someone use a horse patch, which was kind of cool. Robe of useful items is a really good one. I really like robe of useful items. Um, and it's just kind of exciting to watch someone be excited about making a horse out of a random patch on a <laughs> And I make a horse. <laughs> My biggest piece of advice would be, I'm trying to think if I should say never. Or just very, very rarely ever. It's almost never. Almost never give them a magic item that increases AC. You don't know what you're doing. Don't do it. <laughs> um, trying to think if I actually had... Oh, okay. To the wizard, possibly you can give them like the plus one bracers. I don't think that's that bad. Because that gives them a little bit more okay, chance of getting hit. He, it makes them feel more powerful. Here's the but thing. But that plus one's not going to help. The wizard doesn't want that. It's always the freaking paladin who wants it. It's always the paladin. That's not true. In the in Descent into Avernus I ran, the wizard, the sorcerer was the one that got the bracers. Yeah, but he didn't want it. That's actually very true. Because the sorcerer, she specifically... Yeah passed oh, it yeah. up the first time through yeah. and our artificer was like why did you do this like <laughs> this is this makes so much more sense if you had this and this didn't even buy it the first time through they never want it it's always the paladin or the fighter or the barbarian it's always the people who already have a high ac that paladin had like a 22 ac but that's because he had a specific shield that was based around like a 
a campaign shield, like a wondrous campaign shield and, that was also cursed. And that's why I said I struggle between never and very rarely. If you're going to give a wizard yeah. or a sorcerer or hell, even a rogue a plus one, okay. Sure. Sure. If your paladin gets plus two AC, you're never going to hit them. And if they take, I think that's it's, very true. I, what is it? Is it is it Sentinel that lets them skip the damage? On a saving throw? Isn't it Shieldmaster? Sh- maybe it's Shieldmaster. Sentinel is the one that has to do with... Uh, oh, that's if, if your buddy. Your, uh, yeah. Your buddy, and also I yep. think... I don't remember if it's Sentinel that lets it... When you enter... When things enter but your... Um, Shieldmaster, that's it. Radius. If, if they yep. take Shieldmaster and they have plus two AC, you're just not hitting them. You're just not. Ever. Because they won't get True. hit by attacks, and they don't have to take half damage on magic attacks. You will just never hit them. And then you've just destroyed the balance of your entire party for the whole campaign. And that that is why I'm so adverse to AC granting things. AC is, yeah, AC is interesting. Having high AC and not being able to hit anyone. Because, like, what happens is, like, you imagine, if you have, like, a 22 AC paladin, when, like, everybody else has, like, 15... The only time they're ever going to hit is on a crit. That's a 5% chance. So your paladin's only getting hit 5% of the time, which don't get me wrong. Like, that's still, you know, one in every 20 rolls. But, like... Creature with the plus... Whatever the plus of the creature is. The big problem is, like I said, if they take Shield Master, you now just can't deal with it. They've got incredibly high AC, and they don't take damage from magic attacks that they fail to, or that they actually get the save on. Stupid. <laughs> Let's see this for like two seconds. What did my paladin have in my campaign? But for the most part, I would say if you use your magic items sparingly and get your bearings into how strong they are and then either up the difficulty of the encounters. And then once you've scaled the encounter to the magic item, it's, you know, at that point, it's going to be whatever for a little bit. And then give them another one. Then do the same thing. Scale your encounter, make it difficult again as they level up. I tend to like putting magic items. I don't like giving out a lot at once. So like I'm kind of like you where I'm like okay with giving everybody one to start. But like I don't want to then give everybody all magic items again like at the end of a dungeon. I'd rather give them like one. Yeah. And kind of do it one at a time. Okay, I probably had 19 AC at the end. Not mine, one of my players. Yeah. They were just added on because they also had Armor of Winter and Shield of Faith. So they were sitting in the last encounter at like a 25 because they had buffs. Yep. Paladin AC buffs. And like you're just not um, going to hit them. You're just not. Well, they didn't have Shield Master. They didn't have Shield Master. It was the, the Shield of Faith was their thing. So they, they would get hit by spells. But that was it. Yeah. But I I think but and I'm trying to justify my position because like a, there's two very different or there's three very different schools of thought. And in my opinion, I haven't heard any other than these three. The first one is just don't give magical items. I don't agree with that. Um, give many magical items all. all the time and make them feel absolutely godly the entire time. I don't agree with that. I I like to be somewhere in the middle where it's like I want them to have I want them to feel strong at different times. I want to make different characters shine at different times and I want every character to have their time in the spotlight and that usually comes after they get a magic item that's going to buff them. So like imagine if you have this 
you know, paladin that has like 19 AC before anything, but everybody else has like 14. If you give him something really good at the same time you give your dude who's almost always on the ground because he has a really low AC, that guy's never going to feel strong. Even if he like gets like a really strong spell off, he's never going to feel like strong because he's always being compared to a paladin who's growing at the exact same rate he is and getting better. So what I would rather do is give him like a wand of blast when nobody else gets every anything. Give him like a, you know, plus two or something. Let him have a time in the spotlight where he's going in and he's now above the curve a little bit. And then maybe I give the barbarian something and now he's above the curve or at least level with the, you know, wizard for a bit. So I kind of try to give everybody their own time in the spotlight and usually try to do it around magic item time. Totally makes sense. I I think that's the proper way to do it. Um, but every table's different. People like different things. Yeah, that every table's different. Every it, it has to do with your players and what they like, and also your ability as a DM to deal with potentially giving someone too many magical items and having to scale things back or See, scale things up. My way to combat that is if I'm giving you a lot of magic items, you should be worried. Because chances are... You're going to be facing a very difficult foe. Or they're not all good. That also. Uh, Case in point, the barbarian that I gave a berserker axe to, who then proceeded to accidentally kill the party. That's what happens with berserker axes. Um, But yeah, if I'm giving you a lot of magic items... Money is also something that you should probably keep track of. Yeah, you should sell most of them, probably. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, money also, just in general, to your players. Speaking of things to keep yep. track of and to not give too much, looking at my Paladin's inventory, and I remember it because <laughs> they robbed a bank. <laughs> they literally robbed a bank. They had a bag of holding. We actually had to look at the limits of a bag of holding and how much oh platinum a bag of holding could hold. <laughs> wow. They had so much money. They were so, so I just rich. wouldn't stock certain things, right? I would have stores, oh, yeah. have, a lot, stores have a lot of stock. But a lot of it would be like common, not not nothing things, and maybe like one magical item per store. Oh, I wonder. You knew they could buy. I wonder if and I. Then I said, "Here's this. a deck of many things for fifty grand." A deck of many things for fifty grand. <laughs> and that's the the, the um, bard bought it. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> and it was, of course, now that was not a fully powered deck of many things on yeah. purpose because I didn't want to end the campaign. Mm-hmm. But I also knew the player, and I knew the player would buy a deck of many. It does not matter the play- the the character that that specific player is playing. Yeah, he will always buy or get a deck of many things if he can. And you know, he only drew like a card at a time. I gotta find this really quick. So one thing I like doing is. In almost all of my campaigns, there is a spot where you can get what I tend to call discount potions. Because you don't know what the effects are going to be. Yeah, so the the way that they work... Where's the cat? <laughs> Where's the cat? What cat? <laughs> so what I did is I made a D100 table of potions. And almost everywhere in my campaign, you'll come across a spot where you can buy potions potions that are supposed to be maybe healing potions um, for half price but the catch is you have no idea what it is 
and I get you to write down the potion number in your inventory. This is the way I prefer to use magic items, honestly. I think this is great. Like, here's a couple of examples. Um, this potion acts like a detect magic potion, so it gives you detect magic for X amount of time, but also, whenever you speak, you send normal to yourself, but you're actually speaking in undercommon for one hour. Yeah. Darian would understand that. And it smells like a forge and tastes like fish. (laughs) And it's transparent. Modified magic items are a lot of fun. So like in my campaign we're running right now, a very certain bird named Crealis ran into a card holder thing that had a singular card in it. And that person, that, that the bird drew a card and it gave them proficiency in persuasion. And then another card appeared. Another singular card. Then they put it back. Who knows what will happen with that? <laughs> Who knows what will happen in the future? I would be very intrigued to see if Spoolio ever got his hand on something like that. Oh, what would happen? It wouldn't be good. <laughs> or it would be amazing. Yeah. I think my favorite like, of those potions... Oh, go ahead. You finish your thought first. Well, I was going to say, like... My, we're all DMs in that campaign. Everyone knows that that was not a like fully, that was not, they don't know exactly what it is, but I'm pretty sure yeah. no one thinks that was a full deck of many things because you know, I don't want to end that campaign. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, till the oatmeal cookies. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, the potentially modified, I'm not going to say anything else about it. Cause you know, yeah. who knows? There'll be things and stuff. My favorite part about those discount potions is that in one of the adventures I ran, people found out that the effects were not always good. So the party decided to weaponize them in such that they would grapple enemies and pour the potion down their throat and just see see what happens. There were two very notable ones. The first one was like a hobgoblin chief, and they they shoved it down his throat and it gave him haste. Oh, wow. The second one was, um, I, I believe I've talked about this adventure before where they, they had to protect a lawful good witch from an overzealous paladin. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they poured the potion down the paladin's throat and it made him go unconscious and lay an egg. Nice. Did it hatch? No, it was only a one shot adventure. So they didn't actually yeah. get to see it hatch. I wanted to see if it hatched and it was a paladin. So a paladin egg? I, I, when a paladin hatches an egg, like, what, so it was it, it was actually a dragon egg, and the dragon knows How did that a whoever paladin laid a magic okay. potion. Sure. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's actually a dragon who knows that the person who laid it is its mother, and will stop at nothing to find it. <laughs> did they kill the paladin? No, they just left him there unconscious, tied up. Oh, the fun in that. And then they ended up going off and finishing the adventure. Because there was more to it than that. That was just kind of like a really... It was almost like Strahd-esque where he came in all of the time and just kind of like, I'm going to kill you now. Ha ha. And then they would just... Like, I like Strahd villains. They would I, like, I do enjoy Strahd-esque. They would just get away from him. <laughs> yeah. They would just run away. But I think that's... Or he would leave them be. I think that's all I have to say about magic items. What about you, Cal? I mean... I think we're we're good as yeah. far as magic items go. We we talked about our successes, our failures, our uh, <laughs> inadequacies, what to, what not to do, our intimate um, thoughts on magic items. Exactly, exactly. 
No, that, I think that's pretty good. Right on time budget. Right, right on time budget. It's about that time to to send everyone off. So you guys all come back on Wednesday on you, specifically YouTube or Facebook. We will not be streaming to Twitch on Wednesday. Wednesday is a day off Twitch day, and I think that's very sacred. And uh, I agree. We'll be on YouTube and Facebook on Wednesday playing Stardew Valley, and then we'll be back here on Monday with more dungeons and downloads. If you're on Twitch, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, don't worry about it. And if you're listening on the podcast, then it's not going to. We're not going to do a podcast of us playing Stardew Valley. I'm sorry. We're not going to do it. I can't. I mean, we could. It'd be very relaxing, but at the same time, I don't think that'd be worth it. I'm not that descriptive. But I mean, why not? I could be, but and I'm not. And now we're hoeing the land so that we can <laughs> plant parsnips. And then we get banned for saying that word. Hoe? Yeah. In the land? <laughs> yeah. This is a farming. Get your mind out of the gutter. They took it out of context. You took it out of context. You guys have a very good night. We'll see you on yeah. Wednesday. That's what they all say. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>